Welcome to Content Inspire, a podcast focused on sharing good people doing great things within the sports nutrition and fitness industry. Welcome to Content Inspire. I'm your host, Andrew Calvino. And today I have the legend and badass herself, Zoe Khan, um, full-time streamer, absolutely killing it in the game. And introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, I'm Zoe Khan. I am absolutely like so excited to be here. Andrew, thank you for inviting me because you've had some you, you said I'm a legend, but you've had lots of legends on this podcast. So just really honored to be here. Um, yep, I do, I full-time stream and I do a lot of marketing as well on the side. And um, yep, that's kind of like how my, I do most of my stuff with streaming, but I have a large background in fitness. Um, so that's kind of where Andrew and I met and clashed. Uh, but yep, gaming and fitness, that's kind of like my life, healthy lifestyle. Uh, and that's kind of who I am. Okay. And then um, first question your way is, what is your why, Zoe? So my why, everything I do in social media or streaming anything, or really just my life, uh, I always think about how I can impact people and how I can make people feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one of the big things with like streaming and even posting on social media, uh, I try to be vulnerable, but yet positive at the same time. Most of the, Mm -hmm. uh, not like that fake positivity where like, it's like toxic positivity, you know, but uh, the best feeling ever is if someone pops into my stream and they tell me at the end, like that they were having a not so great day and just like being in my stream and like getting the good vibes and stuff, like completely turned around their day. Uh, That's kind of what, why I do it. Uh, I just want to make a positive impact and optimistic impact on people's day to like really change the way they feel in a positive way. Okay. Thank you for sharing your why with me and the listeners. And um, what got you into gaming and getting into streaming? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I used to be, I did the typical gaming when you were little where you were playing like Nintendo 64 and P- mm-hmm. the PlayStation, Game Boy, Nintendo DS, like all of those like typical, like nostalgic, like cool games. Uh, and then in high school and college, I didn't really game. Uh, I would occasionally still play like Sims on the computers and like some computer, some PC games actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it wasn't like a large part of my life, but I used to work for ghost, um, which you're very familiar with, right? That's how you you and I um, met. And when we came out with the gamer product, I was pretty involved in like helping Ricky, who's the esports manager at ghost with, um, kind of like spreading the news about the Twitch, about our Twitch, um, clipping for our Twitch. And Mm -hmm. I was spending so much time on Twitch, which if you guys don't know, is just a uh, streaming platform for anything really, but it's heavily focused on gamers. Um, so I was heavily involved in like that process and I had a lot of fun doing it. I was watching Ricky stream when Ricky told me he was streaming. I was like, so people you're, you're going to play video games and people are going to watch you. Like, I just don't get it. Like, that doesn't (laughs) like, so people watch you play video games. Like 
please make it make sense. Make it make sense. I just didn't understand mm-hmm. it. But then when I de- delved into it and I was in the world and watching Ricky stream, watching the ghost channel grow, and then like finding other streamers, uh, I was spending a lot of time on the app. And one day I was like, Hmm, maybe like I could, I miss my work friends because I, it was mid midst of COVID too. So this was when you weren't going outside. Mm -hmm. You were stuck, especially in Chicago, we were on lockdown for a long time. So I missed that like social interaction and like hanging out with people at work. Uh, so I actually ended up buying Ricky's old PC. Um, he was looking to upgrade. And so I just bought his old PC and then I started gaming, um, with, just basically like the community with Ricky, he got me into all of it. And from there, I absolutely fell in love. Like I, I loved the app before I was a streamer, but mm-hmm. when I started streaming, I started creating these communities and like, I just is, I can't even explain it how like positively it affected my life. Uh, cause I'm sure that everybody could relate, but during that COVID time, especially if you were in a big city and you were locked down, like there's some lonely, lonely parts, Mm. um, especially for like extroverts, people who are social, like Twitch got me through like some deep shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) You got me through some deep shit. Like, and I, it was something that I needed that I didn't know I needed. Um, and from there I just grew and learned a lot. Um, my first like couple of months of streaming, I had really no idea what I was doing besides like, all I knew was like how to clip because that's what I would help Ricky with mm-hmm. how to clip and watch. But as far as like the streamer side, like I would, my quality of my streams was like garbage for like months because I just didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I didn't have a lot of viewers. I streamed for like probably four or five months with anywhere between zero to like seven viewers which is like fine, but, um, it's crazy to look back now. Okay. Very crazy. And then, um, let's talk about David Dobrik for a second. <laughs> I'll always remember just being on Instagram and seeing you absolutely go insane that, that David Dobrik jumped into your stream and everyone just started getting on it. And how was that experience? That was really crazy for me because so just like explain to the viewers, David Dobrik, um, I'm sure a lot of people know, but like he streams sometimes on Twitch and he plays Warzone, which is the game that I usually play. And I was just like streaming one day and um, all of a sudden my stream like was just like started blowing up. And this was still when I was very small, like maybe I had like 10 or 12 people in my stream at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and David Dobrik uh came across my stream on Twitch and he rated me, which means you basically end your stream and you you send all of your viewers to another streamer and he did that to me. And I was like I not that I'm like I don't watch all of David Dobrik's like YouTube videos. I'm not like a super like David Dobrik like mega mm-hmm. fan or anything, but I just know who he is. Like I would like to win a Tesla from him. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he he sent all of his viewers to me and it literally I think I I think there was like I don't know if it was like 3000 people in my stream all at once and then like I just didn't even know what to do. It actually broke my stream for a second because there was so many people following all at once. Um, and then I maintained like 800 viewers for that, the rest of the stream. And it was 
crazy. It was the, the craziest like experience that I've ever had on Twitch still to this day, because it, it was like the biggest like person to ever like bring people to mm -hmm. my channel. But, um, it just goes to show that like, if you put yourself out there, literally anyone can find you it, like the biggest or smallest people can find you. And that was like really eye opening to me because I like, I mean, when I started streaming, I was like, my friends are watching me. Like, I'm just like hanging out with my friends, which is like a good thing. But then like when David rated me, I'm like, holy shit. Like everybody could be watching me. <laughs> Anybody, <laughs> Like you're, I'm literally, I am out there on the internet. Like I have to mm -hmm. like, think about that. Like I, every, I, anybody can discover me. It was crazy. And then, um, getting to the next question is you were on the TV show Frogger as gamer girl. How was your experience on the show and in Australia in general? Yeah, that was a crazy experience too. Uh, and Frogger, so it's a TV show on Peacock, which is NBC's streaming platform. And they reached out to me because I was into gaming and fitness. So like another, just like crazy opportunity that just, I put myself out there on Twitch or in Instagram and stuff. They came across, uh, me from just a, either a location tag or a hashtag on Instagram. They reached out to me. Uh, and I don't have like the biggest Instagram or anything. I'm not like huge, but mm -hmm. I have, a, I have some followers, but like, it's, I don't know. I just I would say I'm like on the smaller influencer side, but they found me and they reached out to see if I wanted to be a part of this TV show called Frogger. It's a competitive style TV show based on the game Frogger, where it's kind of like Wipeout idea, but mm -hmm. uh, based on that game. Uh, and I was like, sure, I'll apply. Like, I didn't think that I would actually like get on it. Um, and I was like interviewed. There was a long interview process for it months and months of interviews. And I kept like being very surprised every time I got like a call back. Um, and then there was, yeah, one day they asked me, cause it was filmed in Australia. They said, uh, Hey, we need you to get, I, they didn't tell me I was on the show yet, but they asked me to get an Australian work visa. And I was like, Oh shit, I think I'm going <laughs> to be on TV, <laughs> but like at still at that point, they were just like, Oh, like we're moving along in the process. Uh, the next step is to be, to get your visa. Mm -hmm. Um, you could be, you could be part of the show. And, um, yeah. And I went in, I spent six weeks in Australia, um, out of those six weeks only like, I think that we did like four or five days of, uh, actual filming for the show. Uh, and then the rest of it was just, um, like, I was just in Australia uh, given it was, we were on lockdown for a lot of that mm -hmm. part. So there wasn't like too much to do. I did see some kangaroos and some koalas and stuff like that. That was really cool. But yeah, I, it was the craziest. The, the only way I could describe it is like, it felt like I was on TV. Like that's the only thing, like the production part of it was you walked into this, like, I don't like convention center. That was just like this huge set of literally just a TV show. Like I didn't, it, that's how it felt. It was the craziest like experience I've ever had, but it was a very, very, I learned a lot. Um, I met a lot of really cool people. Um, I got out of my comfort zone. Like mm -hmm. it was scary to just pick up, quit my job, leave and go to Australia alone. 
<laughs> like I got out of my comfort zone. It was a really cool experience. Okay. And then, um, what advice would you give to someone who's afraid of going after what they want? This is so typical, but literally you just have to do it. You literally just have to do it. Um, it is scary. And I just, mm-hmm. I just tweeted this the other day, like doing, what did I say? S- doing scary shit makes scary shit less scary. Okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> so like the more, like you just like, if there's like one thing the I think the biggest thing is like, you can't care about anybody, like what anybody thinks, because when you start something, you're going to have zero people following you or zero people watching you. And maybe you felt like this with like the podcast, that's like, when you start something, there's literally zero. So like you could like try to convince yourself that like you're a loser (laughs) because you've got zero, but like, that's where everybody starts, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and you can't care what anybody else thinks. I think that's if you get past that part of like, that's like a big part of the scariness, um, depending on what the situation is, but any, anything that scares you is probably what you need to be doing. Like that's what I've learned. Um, and you never want to learn, you never want to think about like, what if, you know, I would Mm -hmm. rather do the scary shit and fail than, think back later and say like, what if I went to Australia and like, Oh, that would have been cool if I did go to Australia. But like, I took that leap and I went and I sacrificed a lot. (laughs) Um, and I went and, um, it was, it really did like show me a part of me that I didn't know. It pushed me outside of my comfort zone. I ended up full, full time streaming after that, because that's all I had when I came home. And so it pushed me to be a better streamer, like, post more on social media, like really invest in myself. Mm -hmm. And that was scary, but I'm so happy I did it. You know, the scary stuff always pays off. So one, I'm happy for you Two, Thank you for sharing that with me and the (laughs) listeners on the real. And then, um, talking about Agave Zoe, which is turning into a full full blown brand, right? Merch. And now you're doing social media and branding console consulting. What made you want to pursue those opportunities and share your experience with others? So a little bit of my background before I worked at ghost and actually even before I worked at ghost, I was, (laughs) I managed GNCs for Mm. almost four years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I managed five different GNCs in four years. Um, and before that, and during that time I, uh, competed in bikini bodybuilding, um, for almost four years as well. And I also did like personal training, online personal training, and I, uh, built like this client base and it was like, so fulfilling to like help people, but like do it remotely. And like, you could help literally anyone around the world because of the internet, like, Mm -hmm. and it was very very rewarding to see people change their lives and stuff. And this will come full circle, I promise. But (laughs) the, I had that experience of like building clientele online and like coaching remotely. And Mm -hmm. when I started like coming out with my own merch and, um, even just like the experience with Frogger and like being able to full-time stream, like 
just literally play video games full time. I, people were DMing me, like asking me more questions about like, how do I get into streaming? How do I uh, get my own merch? Like, what are the steps? And um, how do I build a website? How do I market? How do I use social media? Like all these different questions. I was mm -hmm. like, I think I could make something out of this, like use my experiences for an online fitness coach and do it in marketing. Um, so now we've been, uh, and I actually have been building out a team. So that's like the coolest part to me is that it's not just me. I have like assistant yeah. coaches and, um, a tech guy because my, uh, streaming clients, they, a lot of it is like, there's a lot of tech that's goes behind streaming. Mm -hmm. So I have a, um, a, like a tech manager, but I'm, I'm able to like help people in this aspect of like building out your social media and creating opportunities for yourself, literally from just putting yourself out there, like posting and using hashtags and geolocations and streaming, like people are creating these experiences for themselves and like boosting their confidence because a, a lot of people, they're like, I don't, they're, you're scared to post pictures or even like, look at a picture of yourself or listen to yourself back in a YouTube video. Like those are the scary things that like people just sometimes need that little push or accountability or coaching of like, like either like telling them like they're funny, you're confident, you're like, getting people out of that like comfort zone and seeing them push themselves to do those scary things. That's why I wanted to start this coaching and the kind of like marketing consulting. Um, it's been really, really rewarding and it's cool to see because not a lot of people there. I think there's only a couple other people who do this type of like stream focused coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of cool to see because everybody and their mom is a, like a fitness coach now, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the main reasons why I'm not a fitness coach. Cause one, um, I think saturated as hell mm -hmm. and two, um, I'm accountable for myself. I'm not accountable for other people and I'm a nice guy, but if you want me as a coach, I could be an asshole real quick. So no, that's that, like, that's not happening. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. If there are any streamers within the community, Content Inspire community, I'm going to link down um, in the bio below in regards to your link, Zoe, um, IG, all that good fun stuff. If, if anybody's interested in checking that out. And then um, next question is, what would you say has been the secret to your success in building a community who supports your streams, meetups, and ultimately you? That's a really great question. I think that being genuine is the biggest part about it because it's really just like being a good friend and a good like leader, I guess. Uh, cause when we're doing these community things or interacting with the community mm -hmm. and doing meetups, uh, we've had like a couple of different meetups in Chicago where we, they're the best thing ever too, because you meet these people that you play video games with like every day, like you're spending so much time with them that but you never met them in real life. And then you get to meet up with them and have some drinks. It's just so fun, but just interaction and 
being genuine with your community and like supporting people, other people, like you have to like give to receive. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. that's like all it is, is like people are coming into your chat on Twitch and maybe they're having a bad day or, um, going through something or just want to tell you about something good that happened in their life and just reading and interacting and like being genuinely happy for other people or being there for them when they're not having a good day. I think that's what like builds the community and it's contagious. Like, because then like, if I'm doing it for people who are coming into my chat, then my community that everyone else in the chat really does care about each other. And it Mm -hmm. just like feeds and feeds and feeds. And just that like slowly, but surely everybody wants to be a part of that. Like you want to be a part of like, you want to be cared for. You want to be liked, you want to be you want to have friends, you know, like just being like loved and showing love and being genuine. I think that's what like really builds a community. That's sick. Thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. And then follow-up question is what is your dream city to live in? I see you've been traveling to Miami (laughs) and Florida as of late. So is Chicago still home for you? Are you thinking about other places? I don't know. I, that's like such a hard question. Yeah. I just hate the winter, like on Trust a wheel. Me, me too. Yeah. yeah, I'm from Miami, so you think I you think I enjoy winter and snow and all that? Hell to the no. No, yeah, <laughs> I and it really is like seasonal depression is freaking real, man. Like I just like struggle so hard in mm-hmm. like mentally in when I can't go outside and be outside and have the sun, and I also have. Um, like health issues too. I have psoriasis. And when I, it's just like a skin issue where Mm -hmm. your, your body like produces or it's regenerating your skin cells too fast. And, um, it causes like rashes and flakiness and just like not great experiences for my skin. Um, and if I'm, if I'm not in the sun, like it gets so much worse. Like the only thing that helps it is UV therapy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, so like everything about winter, I just, it's just a no for me, no for me. And so I have been kind of just like bopping around. Um, I have really liked California for a bit. Um, and I would go there a couple of times during the winter, uh, Arizona, I really like, but I can't, I can't decide yet. Like, I think I still need to like keep bopping around, Um, especially because like my boyfriend Holden is still in Chicago too. And this is going to be, have to be like a home base for a little bit at least. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've thought about like, maybe I'll get like a a winter home because we're, we're both paying rent anyway. So we've like joked around, like maybe I'll just get a winter home and then we'll have like two homes, (laughs) (laughs) you know, come back into Chicago like in the summers because Chicago summers are great but, but to answer yeah. your question I don't know <laughs> I don't know yet okay. I don't have a dream um I can't decide okay and then next question I know you touched on it a little bit how important is mental health not only within the streaming community but also within the fitness community yeah in all communities all literally mental health is everything <laughs> um man uh, competing really messed me up mm-hmm. and like, it really messed me up because I, uh, I mean, the way you, you look at your body and you, you think about your body is like very, 
I don't know, you could really like tear yourself apart. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate with that. And I learned after competing and going through some really tough mental struggles from just body, poor body image, um, body dysmorphia, those things. Uh, I learned that I was ripped on stage Mm -hmm. and I was still miserable. And then I would, I would, cause I'm like comparing myself to the other girls on stage who are maybe more ripped, but to like, you're like literally always, it's a game of comparison. And I didn't know it at the time, but I didn't love myself truly. Like I didn't love myself. I was beating myself up a lot. Uh, and then I would gain weight post-show because it's normal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I would dig myself deeper in that really bad. Like I, there was like, yeah, it was just like, wasn't a happy place, but I practiced that like self-love like over and over again. And this is something that goes with like your job, your, your dreams, your body image, anything, all like your mental health. And I'm not no professional, but I just can speak from what I've, (laughs) what I've experienced, but I spent a lot of time just journaling and writing down like actually what's going on in my brain Mm -hmm. and like physically, like I would write down things like you, you're, you don't look good. You're, you're not pretty. You're fat. Like, like that, those are like some shit that was going on in my head that like, Mm -hmm. I was like, that that is not nice of you to say to yourself. So, (laughs) you know, so I would go through like any time and I still do this sometimes that I would have like those negative thoughts. I would literally write them down, physically cross them out and replace it with something good and positive. And like, I practice and practice and practice and practice and practice. And like, eventually it becomes second nature. And I, my life like completely changed from like just changing my mindset like that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so hard, but like, even with my confidence of like starting to coach for the streaming, streaming stuff, I was like, Oh, like you're not even partner yet. So we, you don't, you don't have the credibility. You like, I caught myself in those like things. Like Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have enough experience yet. You can't help people like all those negative things where you, they're not really true. You know, it's just like your mental health is just like not great in that department yet. And so practicing that where I use my experience like, no, you, you are credible. You literally went to Australia because you gamed and you, you're, you stream full time and you like replacing all of those negatives with Mm -hmm. those positives. Um, it's just like mental health. And that's just like one part of mental health. I, I can talk, we could probably have a whole nother (laughs) like podcast about mental health. Cause, um, I, it's something that really hits home, uh, to me, because I, I have some like people who are really close to me who struggle with not just like, I call this like kind of like normal mental health. Like everybody struggles with these things, but I have like people close to me that struggle with like deeper shit, man. Like it it goes deeper, really deep. Um, and so mental health, like that's above all, like your happiness, your thoughts, your, the way that that's so much more important than any, the way you look or how successful you are, or like literally anything, because you spend all your time with yourself. Like you, that's the only person you have, like 
you could lose everyone, but you're, you're always going to be by yourself. So the way you talk about your, to yourself, that's, it's everything. It's everything. Okay. Thank you. And then, um, did you, have you had that realizing moment? Like it's a switch where you realize that things were changing in regards to the daily practicing and the journaling and so on and so forth that you're able to think back because on a personal note, I realized when my switch happened, when I stopped yeah. having, when I started thinking of myself in a better way than listening to all the bullshit that I would tell myself 24 seven. Yeah. So I remember my mental switch. Do you have a moment that you can think of where you were like, wow, this is, this is, this has changed. Yeah. Um, I don't really like share this very often, but I think I can think back to when I was 18 years old, I went through a really rough time. Um, and I do want to note that it's always, it's not linear. Like it's always, you're always mm. having to work on it because like every new situation that you encounter, if you're not like confident about it, you'll have negative thoughts, you know? So it's, I've had like ups and downs with my mental health for sure. Um, but when I was 18, I actually, <laughs> I got kicked out of my house and I, I didn't have like a place to go and mm. I had to drop out of school and it was just a really traumatic experience, um, for me. And I remember being in such a bad mental state where I was literally because of my mental state, I was cutting out opportunities for myself. So like, and I didn't know that at the time, but like, mm -hmm. I would just tell myself like, Oh, like you don't even have a place to live. Like, you're not going to be able to get a job. Like, and I would like apply and try to like help myself like kind of mm -hmm. I was telling myself but I would like wait around I would like apply to like one job and just like wait around and then just like talk, literally talk negative my negative about my to myself about that job where I was like I was like manifesting the wrong shit like I literally think that I was like because I was so negative there's no way like I would have showed even if I got an interview I would have shown up with like thinking I'm not gonna get it you know yeah like and I think there was it, it was that first time that I sat down and I think I, you know, the book, the secret. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Book. I think that I read that or I watched something like that, where it was, it was kind of telling you like your thoughts are everything, you know? And so I practiced, that was like my first time I took out a journal and I started realizing what was going on in my head, you know, cause you can, yeah. you can hide that from any, everyone. You don't, you don't have to tell anyone what's going on in your head, but you can't hide it from yourself and you can try to hide it from yourself, but like internally it's, it's still there. So that first time when I took out my journal and I started writing down that scary shit that I think was like my switch where I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> like this is not okay. You know? And then ever since then I was able to like start creating like opportunities for myself because I was going out there and like being positive about them rather than just like, woe is me. Like, you know, that's where, where I was like, Oh, uh, my life sucks. I, woe is me. I can't do anything. Cause I, I suck. You know, <laughs> I think that yeah. was my, my most, but like, yeah, that switch for me. Well, Zoe, I just wanted to say thank you for being on Content Inspire, for sharing your story and your experience with the listeners. 
I'm going to link everything of yours down below in the bio for everyone that would want to check you out. And then is there anything that you would like to say to the listeners before we head out? Um, no, I think we had like a really, you had some good questions, good topics you talked about. Um, I guess on that, like mental health, uh, kind of topic since we were a little bit on it, but, um, if you guys need anything, there's always someone out there. And if you, if there's not someone out there, you could head up me or Andrew. Um, (laughs) you don't have to be alone. Like that's, that's like the biggest thing. Um, but as far as like, yeah, hit me up on my socials. If you guys have any questions on about anything we talked about, I'm, I'm always checking and responding to my DMS and, uh, but thank you so much for having me, Andrew. This was such a great time. And, uh, I've, it's really, is just an honor to be on your podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, listeners, thank you guys for checking out this episode and until next time.